0: This is the Easy Living Yards podcast. I'm your host with sunburned armpits, Ben Hale. Let's jump in and learn how to have a healthy, beautiful yard with less work so you can enjoy more time doing what you love. What's up and welcome to episode 26 of the Easy Living Yards podcast. Today we are going to be talking about low-maintenance landscaping ideas. And today we're really going to be focusing on the some of the just simplest things you can do in your landscape with the most bang for your buck. And I'm not talking about just money here, but time as well. So the things that are most valuable to you in your landscape that you can do right now so you can save tons of time and also money in your landscape and have an easy low maintenance landscape. Now before that, I just want to say today is sweltering hot. It's crazy hot out. And of course being in my mobile podcast high tech recording studio, aka my car, um Man, it's extra hot, I tell you. So, uh, I have the windows down. You might be hearing uh, all the birds chattering in the background, which is awesome. So, uh, you know, you can't plan this stuff to to have such good uh, soundtrack to your podcast. So, uh, this is it, folks. This is live, and you're hearing all the birds as well, and uh, I love it. So, <laughs> that's right. I do have sunburned armpits right now. It's kind of crazy, and i don't know if you heard that but yes that is thunder in the background of a a storm rolling in so hopefully we get this podcast banged out before i have to roll up these windows it's gonna be a little crazy um but yeah of course it is muggy as well so um <laughs> yeah i might have uh, been outside a little too long with my uh, tender armpits exposed and i'm feeling the burn now so that's summer for you folks uh you know i could have been you know sweating away working on some project instead i was trying to enjoy a little bit and uh you know even when i'm trying to transform our landscape uh it's good to take a break and just you know spend some life and you know experience just the beauty and joy of life and and to to just have some time to to breathe a little bit. So I hope you guys are spending some time in your summer to do the same and, and, you know, just taking a chance to just soak up summer and to enjoy life. And so let's get into it today and figure out how you can free up more of your time and more of your resources to do what you love. Okay, so low-maintenance landscaping. What we're talking about on this show is about saving time so you can do more of what you love with your life, spend more time with your family, spend more time with your loved ones, spend time working on your passion and making a greater impact in this life, and This all ties into your landscaping surprisingly and I've talked about this in in previous episodes but if you're joining me today first of all thank you for taking the time to come by and to to learn about how you can save time in your landscape. And so what low maintenance landscaping can do is it can help you save time and enjoy more time with your family or more time with what you love more time focusing on your priorities in life. And so that's what we're talking about today it's it's much greater than just you know kind of being lazy and not wanting to do a whole lot of work in your yard this really goes down to the core of what's your purpose in life and what what does life and your time in your life mean to you would you rather be you know trimming your grass every day and 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 pulling weeds all the time or would you rather spend that time doing something more important more impactful more meaningful and 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 personally, that's what I would like to do. And I want to share all these tips and tactics with you to do the same. So when I sit down and think about low maintenance landscaping, there are some certain things you can do that have the greatest impact. And so to me, here are the best ways to have a low maintenance landscape. First, get rid of weeds. Second, use the best organic or natural fertilizer you can. Use low maintenance plants use good garden edging, and plant tightly. Now those five topic areas can really do a whole lot to really change the way you manage your landscape, the way you look at your landscape, and the way you enjoy your landscape, and the way you enjoy life. Okay, so let's get into the details. So there's actually two really effective ways of reducing weeds and getting rid of weeds. The first is with mulch. And the second is with plants. And this might seem a little crazy using plants to get rid of weeds, but it's very effective. And so just think about your lawn, for example. Your lawn is basically a, a monocrop of a bunch of grass plants so you can keep weeds out of your lawn. And it's usually pretty effective. Sometimes, of course, you have weed problems in your lawn itself, but but just for the sake of example here, think about how many grass plants you have in your lawn versus other plants. Okay. So let's tackle the first piece first, which is getting rid of weeds with mulch. So mulch is actually an awesome natural weed killer. And if you use it properly, it's very effective. Um, Now, you might notice I pointed out one thing there is that it's a natural weed killer. For me personally, I love saving time in my landscape, but I do not love doing it at the expense of my health or my family's health. Or the health of anything that comes across my landscape so that includes my our pets and any sort of creature critter that comes across our landscape be it an insect or even a fungus um or (laughs) hopefully it's a good fungus right or you know a bird and so if we use all sorts of these synthetic chemicals whether it be an herbicide an insecticide they have widespread effects and and so for me the the natural process we find the easiest natural process possible and use that as effectively as possible in our landscape without compromising the health of ourselves and those other things around us okay so when i say a natural weed killer mulch is basically a blanket of weed prevention and so here's what you do to get the most out of your mulching first get the best mulch you can so try and avoid dyed mulches or treated mulches because usually it's full of synthetic chemicals or toxins that are really bad for your plants so a lot of dyed mulches are coming from post-use materials such as wood pallets for example and a lot of them have uh, preservation agents in them because when they were used as pallets uh you know companies don't want their pallets to just start decaying or having all sorts of insect problems so they're treated with some sort of preservation agent to prevent decay and so it fits the purpose at the time but when these pallets are repurposed for mulch and they're shredded up and dyed basically then you have all these chemicals sitting on top of your plants and it kills your soil which is not a good thing. And and secondly, it can really negatively affect your plants as well. So make sure you get the best mulch you can by getting as natural of a mulch you can. So you want to look for just straight up shredded wood product if possible, or something like, you know, pine needles or uh, pine bark. Uh, And make sure, of course, that it's sustainably sourced. You want to mulch heavenly. (laughs) That's not mulch heavenly. uh, Although I guess, you know, that'd be better than, uh, mulching poorly, I guess. Um, no, what I mean here is mulch heavily, heavy, 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 heavily. All right. (laughs) That's enough. Um, and so by mulching heavily, what you're doing is like four to six inches of mulch because anything less will allow weeds to start popping through. So a lot of weed seeds, it's crazy how much energy they can harvest without starting to reach light. So just by digging out some roots and and pulling up some moisture and some nutrients from the soil, a lot of weed plants are highly capable at shooting up about four to six inches of growth before they even need sunlight to start growing further. And so by, by mulching by at least four to six inches heavy, you prevent those plants from even being able to reach the light and therefore they wither out and die before they reach sunlight. Likewise, a lot of weed seeds germinate just by any sort of indication of light hitting the seeds. And so by putting a heavy layer of mulch, you prevent any light from ever contacting those seeds, and they likely won't ever germinate in the first place. Okay, so anything greater than that, anything greater than four to six inches is also a great natural weed killer. But of course, the more mulch you put on generally speaking, the higher the cost goes up and also just the more effort to put it down. So if you have extra mulch or you want to put down more mulch, it will definitely be more effective at preventing weeds from coming up. But I would say the bare minimum is four inches. Ideal is six inches or greater. And that seems like a lot, right? But once we get our beds well established and by talking about the next topic, which is planting tightly, Um, That'll go a long way to reducing your mulch needs long-term. Okay, now there's one caveat here that I want to point out. When I say mulch heavy, make sure you don't mulch too heavy right at the base of your plants. So there's this cool, like, I don't know, to me it's super fascinating, but to you it's probably kind of like lame that I spend too much time talking about this unless you're a giant plant geek and biology geek like me. But anyway, so for the sake of brevity, there's this really cool transition that happens in plants between the root zone and the above ground growth zone or the stem, right? So where it transitions from root to stem, a lot of plants, the stem material is not meant to be in contact with ground. The way it's designed in nature, the way a a plant grows, it figures out where this zone is and then it's set for life. And this is especially true with shrubs and trees. So your woody type plants, they're really not great at, you know, rooting out from the stem or something like that and so once these tissues are developed if you cover up some of the base of the stem it can actually be really negative toward the health of the plant and it's funny because i'm actually looking at several trees right now Mm -hmm. outside of my high-tech recording studio and there's mulch built up like these little like it's kind of like a toilet plunger shape or like some some people call them mulch volcanoes where it's like a hill that goes up to the base of the tree. And it's good to have thick mulch around the base of the tree, but not right up to the trunk. And so if you're actually covering the trunk of your tree or shrub or plant all, you know, above where it's supposed to be at in contact with the ground, you can actually really harm that that plant. And with trees especially, you can actually kill them even by just putting a few inches of mulch up at the base of the tree. So you got to make sure what they call it is the root flare. So if you look at an old mature tree, you see how it kind of like flares out right where it starts to go into the roots and the ground. Well, you want to make sure that space is able to basically to breathe, I guess is a way to put it. So you want to make sure you don't build up the mulch right at where the tree or the plant contacts the ground, but you want to actually So you want to, you know, have, make sure you allow that space to not be covered with mulch and then build it up everywhere else. Okay. All right. Hopefully I made that clear enough because what you're trying to do is avoid killing, you know, a very valuable plant, hopefully. And this goes uh, true as well for all the way down to your flowers. Some of your flowers, it's not good to do this. Okay. All right. So the last piece I want to make a point I want to make about mulch is that you want to mulch about once a year. And just basically let it go the rest of the year. The mulch does the job for the rest of the year. So once a year, you're going to go around, check out your mulched areas, make sure it still has enough mulch. So you might not even need to replace very much, but, but let's face it, you know, the mulch close to the ground, it's slowly degrading and decomposing. And, and the plus side here is that it's slowly building your soil, building soil health. And, and by building your soil, what you're doing is you're also boosting your plant health. So that's really important, actually, and it's really a huge side benefit of using mulch as a weed barrier. Um, so by getting rid of weeds using mulch instead of sprays or whatever, you're, you're also increasing the health of your plants long-term, okay? So you want to check how thick your mulch is. You might just need to add a little bit here and there, but just all you have to do is check it once a year, and that's it, and that's awesome, right? So think of all the time you get back from having to spray and prevent weeds that you would normally have to do without the mulch there. Okay, so mulch. Use mulch. Okay, that's the point. Next piece of getting rid of weeds is plant tightly. So when you're planting a garden, or if you already have a garden think about how much gap space you have okay and so if you are planning a garden make sure you plan it where the plants will cover the space completely once they're mature okay and so you know with certain plants it might take Five ten years before they're mature, right? So you might have some gaps early on, but as long as you plan it to where that's, that plant can expand to fill the space. Eventually it will shade out and prevent weeds from growing. And so by planting tightly and densely without a bunch of spaces in between your mature plants, uh, you're preventing weeds just by how you've designed your garden. And so Once it matures, it's very little work that you have to do because the plants, not only are they happy and they have enough space to grow, but on the flip side, they're also happy enough to prevent weeds from growing in that space. And so you can just sit back and relax and enjoy your landscape, which is awesome. And so how do you do this? Basically, you check out the mature size of your plant when you're planting your garden or when you're uh, remodeling your garden, right? So this is something, if you have a garden that has tons of gaps right now, you can go back and you can plan by adding more plants to fill in the space or adding some ground cover material or, or, or whatever. And, and by doing so you're shading out your soil. So the more shaded your soil is, the fewer weeds will grow. And of course, to fill in those gaps, you can use anything from a shrub to even a tree You know, sometimes trees, you know, they provide low branching patterns that can shade out the soil or you can use um, herbaceous perennials of some sort. So your perennial flowers you can use. So just putting in like easy, low maintenance perennial plants can really go a long way to uh, shading out your soil and preventing weeds from growing. Or you can use ground cover. So sprawling ground cover plants as well can be really effective at preventing weeds from growing. Okay. So, so basically you can use mulch to get rid of weeds or you can just plant tightly to get rid of weeds too. And those are both great low-maintenance ways to get rid of weeds. Awesome. Okay, so now we're going to talk about my favorite natural fertilizer for a healthy garden. So if you need to boost the fertility of your garden, for one, I would really question if you need to redesign your garden or, you know, kind of transition it to a lower maintenance garden. And what do I mean here? Well, it's a lot easier to plan a garden around the type of soil you have present as opposed to trying to mend the soil to uh, change it to fit the plants you want to put there. So if you're looking to have a low maintenance landscape, it's really much easier if you select the right plants to fit your space. So if you have very little topsoil, for example, you, um, and maybe you have just a, let's say a clay soil, right? So a clay soil, that's pretty compacted with very little topsoil. Well, selecting the right plants that can grow in those low nutrient, uh, conditions that are highly compacted. There are a lot of plants that fit every type of soil, and so finding the right plants that fit that soil and can grow and thrive in that condition is a lot easier than um trying to change your soil to fit, you know, to a, a plant you want there. Okay, so now that I've said that piece, sometimes it's just really nice to to boost the fertility of your landscape a little bit, especially upon establishment, it'll help your plants establish better and it'll just kind of give it a jump start. So so let's say you do want to fertilize your soil with something or fertilize your landscape. So for me, one of the best natural fertilizers out there is compost. And it's also very inexpensive, um, very easy to use. And it's very, um, I guess, it's, it's not harmful. (laughs) And so uh, it's relatively safe to use around pets, uh, around children. And that's not seem to be said about a lot of other types of fertilizers even some of your organic fertilizers aren't always the safest because they're more concentrated and they can be a little bit dangerous sometimes to use so compost is one of the safest natural fertilizers you can get your hands on and it's relatively easy to find or to make yourself and and it has a very high benefit for your soil so it boosts the soil life so it boosts a lot of, you know, adds a lot of microorganisms to your soil, which is really important for plant health. And it also just adds a lot of nutrients that are available to your plants that your plants can kind of just soak up and start using um, and, and not just in a high dose all at once, but over time. So it's kind of like this slow release kind of thing that allows your plants to have sustained um, food for a long period of time. So that's why I love compost. So when it comes to using compost, get a good source of compost and use it around your plants for, for both, both having a healthy plants, like I said, but also keeping your family healthy, right? And that's important. And so it's a great organic fertilizer, as I said, with tons of nutrients. It improves your soil life, reduces plant problems, and in addition, it doesn't harm your family or your pets when you use it, like a lot of synthetic chemicals might do. So if you want to learn how to specifically use compost effectively in your landscape, check out episode 14 where I talk all about compost and its benefits and why it's awesome. Um, And you can just check out episode 14. So I'll have a link in the show notes for that. Okay, enough about compost. Now let's talk about something really important, especially because we talked about planting tightly already. And that is how to find low-maintenance landscaping plants. So having the right plant for your landscape is incredibly important if we want to have a low maintenance landscape where we can just kind of set it, let it go, and do its thing, have a beautiful landscape, and spend more time doing what we love. Okay, so here's how to look for and to select the best easy plants to grow in your garden. So first, know your sun, your soil, your pH, and moisture for your space. I know I kind of run through this quickly, and and that's because I'm going to share a resource for you later on. Okay, so an example of this is knowing that for my landscape, I have full sun, uh, rocky clay, it's acidic and drought prone. Now, that's not all actually true for my landscape, but I just want to give you an example. Okay, so find that out. What is it for your landscape and specifically your garden space? Because your soil in your front yard might be different than the soil in the back corner of your yard. Okay? know your climate zone and i'll have a link in the show notes where you know what zone you're growing in because the zone you grow in basically tells you how cold it gets in the winter um, most of the time and what plants can survive that condition so next plan online so go online research the plants you're looking for before you go to the nursery and set foot in the nursery because really understanding the, the conditions of the plant that it needs to grow best is more important than what it looks like until you're crystal clear on what growing conditions you have and what plants fit those growing conditions. So once you kind of narrow that down, then you can start thinking about beauty and say, okay, what plants grow well in this condition and fit the needs of, of my aesthetic desires? Okay, so next... Use easy perennial plants that come back each year. So there are annual plants that you have to plant each year, and then they die over the um, dormant season. So this could be the winter or the dry season or whatever. Um, and then they, you have to replant them, and that's not too great. Um, so finding the right perennial plants, so finding easy perennial plants that grow well in your space are really important to having a low-maintenance landscape. Search for plants that fit your conditions. That goes back to knowing the conditions you have in your space. And and the great thing is that most websites have awesome plant search tools that are now available. Free plant search tools. And I recommend for sure that you check native options for your space. There's a lot more native plants that are available these days as beautiful options for your landscape. So many native plants can really be uh, just a beautiful... Um, addition to your landscape and likewise they also express the character of your region which is really cool too that you have your own regional character that somewhere else may not have so so plants native to say southern florida can really express the the place of southern florida and if i were to plant all those things here in southern ohio um for one, they would kind of look out of place, and for two, they'd be a lot of work, most likely. And so, expressing the bioregion that you live in is is a really valuable thing, and can also lead to a very low maintenance landscape. Okay, so the last piece I want to say here is I recorded a whole episode on finding and selecting low maintenance plants, and so check out episode twenty three for low maintenance plant ideas and really drill down on how to get the best plants for your space. Okay, the last piece I want to say now is about good garden edging. Most times we get these really bad weed problems right at the edges of a a transition. So this could be at the edge between a garden bed and your lawn, for example. And so in those transition spaces, it's important to have good durable edging. It can go a long way to reducing work a lot less time using a weed eater to trim around things, and a lot less time using weed chemicals to to kill weeds, okay? So when it comes to good garden edging, make sure you select durable lawn edging and garden edging, and this is stuff made out of stone and concrete are the most durable, and you can also find metal and durable plastic options as well. So the plastic edging there's a huge variety of plastic edging. Make sure you get durable, UV-resistant edging if you're going with plastic. And, and make sure you check as well. Uh, you know, the Internet is such a great resource. You can check how durable, how well-reviewed it is online. So check if you're thinking about plastic for sure because there's some really bad plastic stuff out there. Um, for one, uh, you know, it's something that you t- you take a lot of time putting this stuff in, installing it. And then maybe a year later, you're already having problems with it. Um, so make sure you get a good, durable edging. And if you're going with plastic, make sure you research it really well to make sure it really is durable. And so check online reviews for that. Um, read about it. Make sure it's the right stuff. Okay. All right. So when it comes to edging, make sure you ensure the proper depth and, and base preparation. So So make sure you get edging. That doesn't just go down, you know, an inch or two into the ground. But really... Um, something that you install and do it properly to prevent it from heaving up in frosty conditions over the winter and and that sort of thing. And that is what I mean by base preparation as well. So if you're laying down, say, a a stone or masonry uh, edging, they're very beautiful and they can be incredibly durable, but you got to make sure you prepare the base right. So make sure you maybe dig down a little bit deeper and put down a gravel underlayment uh, that can help drainage, as well as prevent frost heaving, which is really important. So when it comes to this stuff, check online for a ton of awesome resources on YouTube, for example, uh, about laying down uh, stone edging or masonry edging and just edging in general. There's a ton of great video resources out there that you can find. Okay. Now, the um, the last thing I want to say about edging here is that the effort to install lawn Edging or garden edging is well worth it long term because this reduces your maintenance needs. And of course, the thing here is selecting the right edging that doesn't have weed problems, that doesn't have maintenance issues, and that doesn't break down quickly. So it'll last you a long time. Okay, so that's basically what I've got today. So just to cap it again, is getting rid of weeds using heavy mulch and planting tightly using the best organic fertilizer and natural fertilizer out there, which is compost, using low-maintenance plants for your landscape, and using good quality garden edging. All of these things go a really long way towards making sure you have a low-maintenance landscape that helps you save time and enjoy more time with your family. Now make sure you check out the show notes, guys, for the links I talked about in the previous episodes, as well as your USDA zone and figuring that out. If you have any questions, make sure you head on over to easylivingyards.com slash pod. And right at the top of the page there, you'll see a link to contact me with any questions you might have. um, And you can also get featured on the show if you like. Now, if this stuff seems just overwhelming to you, or you need a little help, that's cool because I offer consultation. You can check it out at easylivingyards.com consulting to see the options there. You can get in touch with me, work one-on-one, and we can figure out your problems with your landscape specifically and help you take action to save time in your life and spend more time with your family and what's important. And with that, guys, thanks for tuning in. And make sure you live with passion and make tomorrow better than today.